0: Hello everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, My name is Michelle. It's a great honour to have you here. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon where I am at and um, I want to welcome you all and um, I hope that you had a good weekend and that this week, the week leading up to Easter, shall be a special week for you. And the Easter holidays as well. Praise Jesus. Oh yeah, Um, in case um, this is the very first time you're listening to me, um, my podcast is um, called The Word by Michelle. We are uh, available on Google Podcasts, on Anchor and on Spotify. If you haven't got Google Podcasts, you can download it and um, download the app and um, subscribe to The Word by Michelle. And then you'll get a notification every time we have something new. Praise King Jesus. Okay. Um what I want to talk about today is um dating. Yeah? Dating the Christian way and dating to get married. And um, and this is by popular demand because a lot of my friends, the youth at Kansanga Miracle Center Church, have been approaching me and saying to me, Oh Michelle. You only speak to married people. What about us? (laughs) So, guys, this is uh, my special token to you from the Holy Spirit. Praise God, Jesus. Uh, Our opening scripture is in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 14. 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 14. I am using the New King James. version nkjv study bible by holman yep and uh i hope you have your bibles with you and your notebooks and your pens if you're not able to read and write um the holy spirit is here to remind us okay just pay special pay special attention so that um at the right time my bible tells me um there's a time when jesus was about to um leave his disciples and they were a bit panicky about it and then they asked him oh, what shall we say when people ask us like in case of any questions and then jesus said to them worry not at the right time i will give you what to say like the holy spirit will reveal to you how to respond and, and that's what I say to the people that are listening in, and um, they haven't got Bibles with them or notebooks, probably because they're driving or doing their chores. Just listen in and pay attention, so that at the right time, if you're faced with a situation, our best friend, the Holy Spirit, will reveal to you the truth of how to um, respond to anything. Praise King Jesus. Okay. Second, are you there? Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. It reads. Do not be unequally yoked together with non-believers. For what fellowship has righteousness with wickedness? And what communion has light with darkness? Praise King Jesus. All right, let's humble ourselves for an opening prayer. Father, I thank you so much for this day that you have made. I thank you for everybody that's listening out there. Holy Spirit, I invite you because without you, we know not how to pray or speak. Embrace my vocal cords and my my mindset and everything that pertains to me right now so that I may deliver your message the way that you want me to deliver it. And I also bring everybody out, out there that's listening to this. I pray that you give them the ears of the learned so that they may pick out exactly that which you wish them to focus on in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're talking about dating today. Praise King Jesus. Yeah. Um. Oh, where do we start? This topic is very interesting. I want, I, I really, And I'm praying so hard in my heart and in my spirit that we bring out everything as clearly as possible so that by the time we're done everybody stands to benefit and as always this podcast is for everybody out there this is something that you can pick out even though you're not born again I use my experience and the word of God to point you to the truth yeah I use my experience and my words to point you to the word of God and the word of God is the truth praise King Jesus so The word of God is just, um, in not so many words, is the book of the law. These are the instructions that um, God has given us to go about our life as smoothly, as less complicated as possible. So please get settled in. This will be of help. You can share it with a friend or invite a friend to listen in. In the Lord, the good Lord will bless you and me in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Um... We started with 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. It's, um, and let's break this scripture down in, in lines, in palatable bits, so that it's easy for us to understand. It reads, Do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. That's just the first line. I want us to look into that line. Do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. So we all know what equally means. And and what um, qualifies for unequally is when you are yoked with a person that does not believe in what you believe in. An unbeliever is a person that does not believe in what you believe in. Okay, I don't know. How, what is to believe? <laughs> to believe is to have a fundamental truth, a proposition that serves as a foundation for a system of belief. I don't know, does that make sense? Like a belief is something that one accepts as a truth, or a real something that's real like the real deal <laughs> okay i believe like you know something that firmly do you know have you ever have you ever had an opinion about something like you hold a firm opinion like this is what i believe in this is my truth this is what i this is what i stand for these are my values as a person these are my principles praise king jesus so I want you to describe who a non-believer is. For example, okay, let me go back to dating, right? I remember I'll give you a short um a short example of my life. As a time when um I think this was around 2008, right? Um I had just relocated from um the UK to Uganda I just moved to Uganda and at the time obviously I wasn't seeing anyone because I just moved countries and and I really wanted to get into a relationship you know so we I think we were at the Sheraton at the time there used to be a very nice bar at the Sheraton I loved going out this was before Christ guys we're talking about the former Michelle okay and uh, I, I, I struggle to remember the name of the bar at the Sheraton. But anyway, so we're standing there, my friends and I, I had totally given up on dating in this country because I had moved from a country where I was used to, the, 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 my kind of guy was, um, according to the standards of the city, I had lived in for close to, to 10 years, praise King Jesus. No, no, no yeah, 10 years, yes so uh, I struggled I struggled with um, like I could not find my type of man in this country in Uganda and and I totally like decided not to look into that direction at all I I love to go out and and going out is uh, pretty much um, related to dating for some reason and every time I looked around I didn't see anyone that I felt like was yeah like really really tickled my fancy praise King Jesus so one night, we had gone to the Sheraton, me and um, a friend of mine, and um, this guy approached me, and for once, this person ticked the boxes when we got, or when we got speaking, and then it turned out he was on holiday as well because it was December time when a lot of people that don't live in their countries return to their home countries, praise King Jesus. So he, 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 was, he was on holiday in Uganda from England, so I think that's where we connected. Like you could tell that this person is not from here. Why? There's simple pointers. His trainers were very white and his shirt looked, I could i could relate with the brand, yeah? And uh, I've always liked people's clothes for some reason. So just by looking at him, I knew that I can talk to this person. Praise King Jesus. So when this guy was hitting on me, he found me drinking a whiskey. I used to love um, Jack Daniels. And um, (laughs) I love Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Jack Daniels um, with ice. For those that are still in that business, you can relate with that drink. So when this guy came to speak to me and I was holding my glass of whiskey and he knew what to buy for me. And from when he he started to... um, relate with me he knew that was my type of drink like i love jack daniels so much i i knew the history of it i knew that it was brewed in tennessee and it had been in existence since 19 i don't know what Like i'm that sort of person when i'm into something i give it a hundred percent and at the time i was into having a good time so I was having my drink so this guy knew that i loved jack daniels so and he was here for what for only three weeks just like most people that um come for holiday in Uganda so even when he went back to his country we we stayed in touch but because he knew that I loved Jack Daniels he would he bought me and he would send me gifts like a a Jack Daniels um rucksack Jack Daniels um Pen, uh, Jack Daniel's T-shirt, and, and that I found so exciting. I remember saying I used to say to myself because when I uh, when I lived in England, there were so many Jack Daniel um, adverts um, on um, either on the tube, on the underground, or on buses, and the the artwork looked so nice. And I thought to myself, Do you know what? At some day, I'd love to travel to, to America, to Tennessee, so I can see where this drink is brewed, because I like it praise King Jesus. Right now, if you ask me, I'd love to travel to Jerusalem because I'd love to see where <laughs> the place where Jesus did everything that he did here on earth. But we're talking about Michelle Venn. <laughs> Sorry to bring you back. So anyway, this guy knew that the best way to excite Michelle is buy by her some Jack Daniels items and she will be so happy. We dated for quite a while. In fact, a matter of fact, I moved back to England for another two years because of him. We attempted to, you know, be together. Now, after being together for, was it a year? This person, he, he started to complain. Oh, why do you like whiskey? Why, like, he stopped giving me Jack Daniel branded items, number one. And then he, uh, he started to complain that I like partying a lot. I should stop going out bless him he was he, he was a great guy all he wanted was us to stay home and lounge eat popcorn and uh, watch some movies like you know and me i thought to myself look if it is friday it means that we dress up nice and go somewhere i liked to party praise king jesus so i didn't understand him like oh dude what's your problem number one you met me in the bar dressed really nice that's why you came to speak to me and now you want me to switch to pajamas in the in the in the living room watching movies like I have watched every movie in the world I don't get it you know I'm a very active person wherever I set my heart I don't do it at zero degrees like I go a whopping 90 degrees and over like I give myself to my passion praise King Jesus and at the time it was going out Dress up good, go out. So every time I dressed up in my micro mini denim skirt and a vest, I was the right size, figure six going on eight. So I didn't look indecent in those short things. He would say to me, where are you going? Why don't don't we stay home? And I'd think to myself, what is wrong with this guy? Like, who did you fall in love with? Why are you trying to change me? Like, okay, what do I do with all of these high heels? I had all my red high heels. I had heels from Aldo, from River Island, all those UK shops, right? And the dude is saying to me, we stay home. I'm thinking, yo, those shoes cost me 70 pounds. What are you talking about? I watched them catching dust in Kampala. Like, really? So I could not. Why did we have issues, him and I? i had a belief when he met me what did i believe in going out no dressing up good by the way for me dressing up was the highlight of going out preparing myself first of all i had jack daniels at home i can't believe we're spending so much time on this but i want to bring out the concept right just bear with me i'm taking you somewhere I would pour myself a drink, and then I start to look for what to wear, and the whole preparation bit was so exciting to me, like it was the highlight of going out before I even get to where I'm going. remember I had gotten to a point where going out was purely good conversations and good music because I couldn't find my kind of guy in this country, praise King Jesus. So now, this guy, he's telling me, stop going out. Uh, I'm thinking, Hello. Where will I wear these heels? So my belief at the time was, dress up nice, go out, have a good time, go home. I make my money. I don't need anyone to give me permission. Give me seven good reasons why I should not go. Praise King Jesus. Now, this was short-lived because when he saw me, he, he was attracted to me and he decided to please me. But in reality, him and I were not, we, we had different beliefs. He didn't believe in a partying girl. And I was a partying girl at the time. So we were unequally yoked. Am I making sense? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. I believed in going out at the time. He tried to put on a front. But after a while, he could not keep up. Yeah? And, and... I'm so sorry, I'm going to take you to another scripture before we're even done dissecting 2 Corinthians 6.14, just so we can bring this out. I know it will help a girl out there that's um, dating or looking to date or dating to marry or whatever it is. Praise King Jesus. For example, um, I just thought of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We were not meant to focus on the things that are a sin. This guy saw me and then he focused on what he sees and how can I achieve? How, how do I get this girl according to what I see? And when he walked up to me, he showed me what I wanted to see. Then we started to date. But a few months or a couple of months down the line, we could not hold it together. Like we could not sustain it. The Bible says in Amos three, three, that two can, how can two walk together except they agree? Yeah, because it was a front, he could not keep up. And I was, I was such a wild child. Like, if I set my mind on something, you best have a lot of Jesus to, to change it. Praise King Jesus. We're talking about the Michelle then. Don't be so alarmed. Eh? <laughs> so I wanted to read out uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I'm still very strong-minded. That's why I'm talking to you about Jesus now. Like now, my mind is set on Jesus and you can't show me anything else. Praise King Jesus. So I suppose we're talking about the same Michelle, okay? Second Corinthians chapter 2, not chapter 4, verse 18. It reads, Yeah. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. I repeat. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 while we do not look at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal this lovely gentleman came and he walked up to me and because of what he could see and then he tried to put up to 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 attract what he saw the way he thought he could but then there was, I, I, and then I saw him the way he wanted me to see him. But we did not look deeper into the unseen. Because when you're done putting, putting on the front, like to sustain the relationship to a much longer term, there's got to be things that keep you together. And a lot of dating out there in the world suffers so much. Uh, it is so short-lived. People lose interest in one another because they focused on what they could see. I believe that the unseen is the belief. The seen is what the person looks like. Good body, long, lovely hair, whatever attracts you to a person, yeah? But the unseen is the belief. So if we go back to where we started from in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. What do you believe in? Whatever it is you believe in, You're better off dating that person because I believe in dating for marriage as opposed to promiscuity and and, um, sex before marriage and fornication and everything that goes with it. Praise King Jesus. So what we should start by asking, what do you believe in? What is your fundamental truth? Yeah, what do you hold as a firm opinion? Praise King Jesus. Because the scripture goes on to say, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? What is righteousness? We're back to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Righteousness is doing what is right in the sight of God. If you're to pursue righteousness as a Christian, you do what is right in the sight of God. And what is wickedness? Wickedness is doing what is not right in the sight of God, which is right in the sight of the devil. Yeah? And then the scripture goes on to say, what fellowship can light have with darkness? I want us to go back to unequal yoking. Okay, what is yoking? I said, do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. To yoke is to pair. Yeah, back in the day, I don't know if they still do it. Animals used to be paired together to plow. Like you get two uh, oxen, put a yoke. And then they, they, they become a, a plowing tool, like a tractor these days, for example. To yoke is to couple, yeah? To couple, you you couple two people, yeah? Things that, um, I tried to look at the meaning of couple in depth, and it says, um, things of the same sort considered together, yeah? So to yoke is to come together, like, you cannot yoke a donkey with a dog because then there's they, they, they can't move at the same pace, right? And they can't pull the plow. It's got to be animals of the same size and, and, and the same speed. Praise King Jesus. So to yoke is to join together, to hitch. Praise King Jesus. So do not unequally, do not be unequally yoked with non-believers. What is your belief? Are you a Muslim? You're better off finding a Muslim man. Why? So you can have the same beliefs. How? If he wakes up and then and, and he says, ah, you know what, sweetheart, I love you so much, but I think you need a helper. And uh, we need to get n- wife number two. You have no business sulking because religion says it's okay. That's what you believe in. And it's not a first. You've probably seen it with a relative or a friend. So, th- I mean, there's tolerance levels because that is the belief. That is the truth, right? What do you believe in? So I believe we before we go into like, looking at someone as marriage material it's a case of what do we have in common we do it when we're dating but like I said the problem with dating is there's so much fronting there's so much um, lies yeah we focus on the scene, like the beautiful car, like he drives a nice car, or oh, he's got so much money. That is sin. What is unseen? What's, how was he brought up? What do his parents believe in? What does he believe in? What are his values? Are they the same as mine? For example, like, if the person is born again, I have to be born again. Praise King Jesus. If... um the belief the belief like what do you believe in so that is very very important i i i am trying to find out how to explain it in in deeper in, in like in a deeper deeper sense but i i i believe you already relate i i call upon the holy spirit to come upon everybody that's listening to open up their mindset so they can like bust their brain open and and be like as open-minded as possible in order for us to get to where we're going, praise King Jesus. Because if, if, for example, you are an Anglican and and um, everything looks honky dory because, oh, you met him in Paris and, and you're, you go to the same university and he's got a bit of Paris culture so that both of you eat pasta in reality he's ugandan and you are from nigeria for example but you have met in paris and all they eat is pasta and cheese and i don't know what bread from where and a glass of wine so because that's the culture in paris you go ahead and do those things but when it's time to get married and you have to visit each other's parents you bring the dude to uganda and then you start eating grasshoppers and a pint of beer and the guy will be freaked out like dude why are you eating insects and you have to say oh guess what this in my culture this is what we like and you know and, and then he takes you to nigeria i can't explain the nigerian culture okay maybe they have to cook for you um yam fufu and you're thinking wow, that looks so slimy can't you guys just do ordinary flour and, and 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 do some posho or ugali? so like and then again those are basic because there's deeper rooted beliefs of a person that you have to respect in in order for the two of you to work together and agree, yeah? Because the Bible has asked that, what do wickedness and righteousness have in common? A wicked person is a person that doesn't do. And, and I don't want to go Bible, I don't want to go old Bible on you yet. I want to um, just talk on the normal perspective, Yeah? a wicked person is a person that doesn't do things according to your book (laughs) a righteous person is a person that does things according to your book right so and that is why in this whole business of dating now i'm I'm about to go all jesus on you right because i believe we've understood in this whole dating especially dating to marry that's why i like um to do it the jesus way like to to believe in God to bring you the right person so that um even if um you're different cultures different country different upbringing you have that one belief and that you're holding everything together via God our God is a God of marriage the minute he created Adam and gave him a wife Eve he said to them like he he meant, he created man And then he saw that man was lonely man needed a wife and then he said in the scriptures for this reason a man shall leave his father's house and go be joined to a woman so god loves marriage yeah that's the very first thing he did when he put us humans here on earth so he would love for us to get married so i think because god knows everyone in depth he knows the right marriage partner for you so it's always nice for you to ask him but the thing is before you even go to ask god you can make a, I mean, you work together with the Holy Spirit to, to, to make a decision. Praise King Jesus, even though it should be 70% God. Because yes, much as we follow God and his instructions, it would be nice for you to have a say in this thing. And before you even um, ask God or while you're asking God, there's things that make make it make the whole dating thing um I don't want to say bear, but what word can I use? I'm trying to find the word. There's got to be a reason why you can even consider marrying this person in the first place. Praise King Jesus. So the first should be, be of the same belief. So you can be equally yoked. Praise King Jesus. Because if you are born again, you're walking in righteousness, Anyone that doesn't walk according to the book of the law, according to the Bible, is walking in wickedness with you. If you're a Muslim, (laughs) anyone that walks according to the Quran is walking in the right way according to you. And if you're both on those values, there's no reason to disagree. Yeah. But if we are to look at the Bible, righteousness is doing what is right in the sight of God. I don't want to go so deep into righteousness, yeah? What's righteousness? Righteousness is faith, according to um, the Bible, yeah? Um, Abraham was considered righteous because of his faith. And what is faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God only, yeah? And then what happens when you hear the word of God? You know how to walk. You know how to walk. You have the values. You know what is required of you to be considered righteous, so after spending, if you have been born again for I don't know how long, you spend every Sunday, not just Sunday, every opportunity, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in charge, because um, you decided to follow Jesus. And, and your lovely pastor is doing the good job of renewing your mind every day so that you can walk according to the values in the Bible. After doing all of that for, for example, three years, five years, six years, Why are you pouring it down the drain by finding someone who is totally the opposite? Because what's going to happen is that person will just undo what the Holy Spirit has been doing in you. Because at this particular point, you're considered righteous. And they are, I don't, I explained what the word wicked means. A wicked person is a person that doesn't do what God likes. Okay? A person that doesn't walk according to god's laws for example if god says thou shall not steal and and this potential husband wakes up in the morning to scheme and 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 he may not rob people's houses per se but he sits on the internet and fiddles around and breaks into bank accounts and um, plays around with people's credit cards and uh, he does fraud that is wickedness because the bible says you shall not do that praise king jesus So, what business has righteousness with wickedness? What have they got in common? Hmm? What fellowship can light have with darkness? When you get born again, you are the child of the light. Yes, I know this girl can look so beautiful, like she is the best thing since a slice of toast because she's got a beautiful body, she's got a beautiful smile, but you're better off looking for a person that's got the same values as you because when all is said and done like Michelle had to- has told you the, the challenge that I had with an ex <coughs> a very good guy by the way if we had the same values very very good guy praise King Jesus so when when that <laughs> You know, it's a lot of work trying to keep up with the person and, and pleasing them and doing what they like. When you get tired and you, it's time for coexisting eh? as, as 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 man and wife. Then the true colors come out. And and I'm so grateful to God that my gig with that guy ended earlier, even though I wasn't born again at the time, because I can picture. Oh, did I tell you he was um of a different faith? He he was Muslim yeah and and um at the time i was anglican right so picture this we've been together and um, 12 years and there's something about growing up as you grow older as you mature you tend to become more spiritual you gravitate to after being all adventurous out there in the world as we grow older we tend to gravitate to our original nature beliefs yeah so if this guy grew up in a muslim home and then This guy used to live in London and before that he was working for um, somewhere in America. I don't want to give you too much information. Yeah, but if you know me so well, you know him. He was working for the stock exchange. So when all of that is done, yes, and he starts to grow older and I come home one day and he's wearing um, his nice Muslim outfit, then I start to think to myself, honey, what happened to your Gap jeans? Like what, what happened to your, <laughs> to to your Lacoste t-shirt, because that's what I fell for. Praise King Jesus. But the thing is, life is not all about <laughs> what one wears. I like my Bible. It tells me um, the kingdom of God is not just food and drinks, but righteousness in in joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Like. When we were dating or when we met, life was about, you know, how are you dressed? How do you look? Oh, I like you so much. What are your hobbies? But then as we grow older, righteousness kicks in. As in what a person likes or what they would like, their belief kicks in. And then you get a shock of your life when it comes to you and says to you, oh, you know what, Michelle, now I need you. Imagine you're a lovely Muslim girl. And then you've met this um, Mark, for example, oh no no, that's my husband's name. I'll give you another name. You meet um, Tony, for example, and and everything makes perfect sense, until he comes home four years later and says to you, um please remove that thing from your head. From today onwards, I'd love to see your hair, especially when we go out to my relatives or at a wedding. Why are you always covering yourself? But hello, you grew up covering yourself. Do you see how you're better off getting that a fellow a fellow Muslim." who can support you in that your belief, your interest praise King Jesus On me for example, this ex of mine is Muslim so I come home one day and he's asking me to wear a lot of clothes and only leave my eyes out like that, it wouldn't make sense to me and and that's the beginning of oh my god this person does not get me oh my god this person does not understand me and and (laughs) The Bible says, no divorce. So I'm talking to the Christian girl who is out there looking at a totally different belief person and and is about to say, I do, yeah? And yet the Bible says, no divorce. Or, eight years down the line, the lovely husband comes home and says, I've got you, um, I've got myself two more wives. How do you start to open your mouth and say, please don't? Praise King Jesus. Because that's the belief. He may want to be with just you because he loves you, but then all his relatives and friends have got um, three or four wives and they're looking at him like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? You need to get with the program. How can you be with one wife? Because that is the belief. So that's what Second um, Corinthians 6.14 6, 14 is all about. Now I want to talk about the Christian girl or the Christian gentleman out there. You need to find, um, by the help of the Holy Spirit, find somebody with the same belief, the belief in Christ. Because, um, by the way, God will not put so much time in you. Uh, I will speak for myself. The good Lord invested so much in me when I came to him. So I know, I know that even then I knew, well, not as much as I do now, that he will not let the investment that he has done in me To go to waste. What do I call to go to waste? By putting me with a person that he doesn't have, um, that he's got no plan for in my life. Praise King Jesus. The Lord needs you to marry somebody that will bring out your gifts for the heavenly kingdom, for example, right? He needs you to get married to somebody that is aligned with you so that he can have a good, so that he's good purpose for you being together. Do you know God already knows your husband? If you can just stop um, like s- fixing things yourself and you let him be, it will even be a quicker process. He knows. Please note, he says to us in Jeremiah 1, chapter 1, verse 5, before we were formed in our parents' um, wombs, he knew us. And then he goes ahead to say in Jeremiah 25, 11, I know the plan I have for you, a plan for a good future. And then he goes ahead to say, I know your end from the beginning because I'm the alpha and the omega. If he knows your end from the beginning, he knows the right partner for you. So please don't be out there doing things yourself and you don't involve him. And then you get halfway down the line and you're telling us that you need to have a divorce because this person does not understand you. The the very minute you got yoked with a non-believer is the time you started to to, to sign your um, divorce papers unknowingly. And yet divorce is against scripture. And then you end up being unhappy in your marriage forever and you be one of those that are waiting for the day that you go to heaven. Because in heaven, we shall go individually. We don't go to heaven as couples. Praise King Jesus. When I get home, when i get home my sorrows will be over when i get home and that's your tune morning noon and night because every time you look at him he does not get you you know there's going to be differences in a couple they will by the way there will be differences by virtue of upbringing like but it is nice when you have a common belief because then you have somebody to step in and 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 yoke you guys together there's got to be values. For example, if he's, as a, if he's born again and you're born again, then you know for a fact there's no divorce. There's, there's, <laughs> there's comfort in knowing that despite the fact that you found out that yesterday he was with um, some random chick, then you know he was tempted. It was the devil. So you know to pray about it in, in the comfort of, he knows that we cannot divorce. And he knows my our belief is one 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 husband one wife so then you know to pray together there's a value that's yoking you together there's a belief that pushes you forward or when you get up and there's a random difference you know you both have the same belief that if we kneel down and pray it shall work you know i like mr jeremiah's view on this on this subject uh, sorry mr nehemiah i was reading the book of nehemiah um a couple of uh weeks ago and i enjoyed it a lot a lot let's run quickly to nehemiah you know what happened eh? the jews the children of israel um they got yoked with non-believers and i was amazed at the consequences at the time and uh, it gave me a, a deeper insight of on um how serious this thing can get eh? It's in uh, Nehemiah chapter thirteen, verse uh, verse twenty-three. Nehemiah chapter thirteen, verse twenty-three. But before we get there, I'll give you a quick history. Right now, this dude Nehemiah is one of the uh, the children of Israel that were taken into captivity in Babylon. Right. Israel messed up. Then the Lord gave them up to the hand of their enemies and they were taken into captivity in Babylon. Praise King Jesus. But then the time for them to to, to serve, like their time was up and it was time for them to return home. Like their jail time, their captivity time was up. So it was time for them to come home. And then... Nehemiah is one of the lovely people that came back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Him and Ezra, they did a very good job of um, building the temple of, of um, the temple of worship and then to build the walls. And So now, they're having a clean start. Like I told you, the children of Israel messed up. God sent a lot of prophets to correct them. They did not listen. So they were taken into captivity. But after crying out to the Lord for a long time, it was time for them to come back home prodigal son right so they came home and when, when they came back home it was time to do things right like we mustn't upset god again this is what happens they go and marry and um, they go and yoke themselves um, with non-believers so this is what the, this is where we're headed nehemiah thirteen twenty-three. listen to this in those days i also saw jews who had married women of ashdod Ammon and Moab verse 24 and half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod and could not speak the language of Judah but spoke according to the language of one of the other people so okay I think we (laughs) where shall we stop let's first read ahead okay Uh, um, the next verse Twenty-five. So I contended with them and cast them, struck some of them, and pulled out their hair, and made them swear by God, saying, "You shall not give your daughters as wives to their sons; nor take their daughters for your sons or yourself." Verse twenty-six. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Yet among many nations, there was no king like him who was beloved of his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, pagan women caused even him to sin. Should we then hear of you doing all this great evil, transgressing against our God by marrying pagan wives? Praise King Jesus. I want to break this down. It's very, very straightforward. The children of Israel, Israel is Jacob, yeah, you know, um if you're very well conversant with the Bible, God loved Jacob so much because um and and um he changed his name to Israel, and then Israel had um twelve twelve sons and one daughter at dinner, but um It's the guys that the Bible focuses on the most, um, the 12 tribes of Israel and, and God loved them so much. And everything in the Bible is according to Israel, 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 praise King Jesus. Now God separated the children of Israel and they were holy unto him. This is you, Madam born again out there. The Lord has separated you. How long have you been born again? He has separated you. You know, there's stages in um, this salvation work. There's being born again. Then there's um, transforming into the image of Christ. And then there's, uh, what's the other one? The deliverance part. But we won't get into that. When you got born again, God started a good job in you of perfecting you into the image of Christ. And it involved, it's a, depending on your level of obedience, it takes consecrating you, setting you aside to put you back in the image in which you were created to begin with, yeah? In Genesis chapter 1, before the devil came along and messed us up and then by the grace of God, um, Jesus Christ came along and now we're born again. Praise King Jesus. So, God has done a good job of perfecting you. And he's looking at you thinking, wow, look at this beautiful daughter of mine. I must now find her the right man so that she can be fruitful and multiply. You know, when 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 God created... I mentioned that when God created us, but I'll take you quickly, yeah? It's in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. eh? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Then... Let them have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds in the sky, uh, over the cattle, over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in his image he created them. No, 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 I want the promise. huh. verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over everything. That's what I wanted. Yeah? So God created us. Be fruitful and multiply. Then the devil came along in, in, in um, chapter 3 and messed us up. Praise King Jesus. And now ever since that, up until now, God is trying to do a good job of perfecting us back into Genesis one twenty six to 28. So he's done a good job of perfecting you. And now, don't let the enemy tempt you into taking you to marry you off to somebody that does not understand the work that God has done in you. Because it really upsets him we've we've read that that the jews the women yeah? the jews married the women of ashdod Ammon and moab the children ended up speaking the language of ashdod they could not speak the language of judah like when you go out and marry a non-believer a person that doesn't believe in what you believe in you start to speak their language praise king jesus okay maybe i need to break this down a little where is ashdod ashdod is in 1 samuel chapter 5 verse 1 to 8 right let's run there quickly because um i need to break, break this down to something that makes sense to the to all of us first samuel chapter 5 We need to get rid of those men from Ashdod, or those women from Ashdod in order to have a peaceful life. 1 Samuel 5, verse 1 to 8. The Philistines and the Ark. Now, again, to give you a brief history on this one, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines. And when they took it, the Philistines took the Ark of God and they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod, right? I'm trying to explain to to you who the Ashdodians are, yeah? So (laughs) they brought it to the house of Dagon. Now, these guys of Ashdod are of a totally different belief. Praise King Jesus. Let me read for you quickly. Mm -hmm. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Verse 2, when the Philistines took the Ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. 3, and when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon fallen on its face to the earth before the Ark of God. So they took Dagon and set it, set its place again, set it in its place again. Verse 4, and when they arose early next morning, there was Dagon fallen on its face to the ground before the ark of god now do you know (laughs) verse 9 no 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 it's a continuation of um sorry verse 4 the head of dagon and both the palms of its hands were broken off on the threshold only dagon's torso was left of it therefore neither the pieces of dagon nor any who came into dagon's house tread on the threshold of dagon in ashdod to this day listen to this huh? These guys, um, the Ash, the guys from Ashdod, they used to worship other gods. Dagon was their god, right? Now, the children of Israel worship the one true God who you and I worship. Praise King Jesus. So by the men of Israel the, the, the marrying into the families of the Ashdodians, they were messing up because they were not of the same belief, yeah? This is what happened when the ark of God was taken by the Philistines, the guys of Ashdod, Yeah? They took the Ark of the the Covenant, which represented God from the children of Israel after some sort of war. And what happened was, when the Ark of the Covenant was put next to this other God, the other God fell down. It fell down and its, its, its hands fell off. There's a lady out there. You've been dating this man who is from a different belief, and ever since you met him, his businesses are falling apart, everything of his doesn't make sense The guy is like his business is affected, his car has broken down, and it's because of you because the Lord God is very jealous, like he holds you like a treasure in his kingdom and he can't have you dating anyone that's out of that that is outside of his belief praise king jesus so because of that the other person is suffering and and for some reason these men end up leaving you they date you for seven months they go they date you for two months you go and then you start to cry and then you say oh men are bad they break my heart god is how can you say god is good when i don't have a husband people just use me and leave me and they 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 propose and then they run off there's a possibility that God has done so much work in you and he's so jealous you you represent the ark of the covenant and he can't have you in Ashdod like he can't have you stand next to somebody that does not believe in what God wants for you praise King Jesus and for that reason his invisible hand is doing everything to possible so that you don't marry that I know listen I so believe in my God and he only does things which are right for me that sometimes I look at certain situations in my life that don't turn out the way I want and I'm so quick to say "Mm -mm, God's hand was not in that because I know for a fact that he loves me and he will never let anything bad happen to me praise King Jesus you have been serving God for the longest in charge He has done a good job in you for the longest as in you've been doing everything that God wants you to do. The only thing you're doing wrong is dating people that are not yoked with you, with the belief in Jesus Christ. And Jesus is saying, no, not my sweetheart, not that one. I will beat up everyone that comes close to her because I want what's best for her. Everything the Lord does is for his good purpose. And if your union with that person is not for his good purpose, he will not let it happen. Because you're a chosen child. He wants to get something out of you. And for that reason, the man is suffering. Yeah? Um, This thing in um, 1 Samuel chapter 5, uh, it reads, um, (laughs) the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod. Because... Where's that verse? Let me find it for you. Verse six. But the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he ravaged them, and he struck them with tumours, both Ashdod and its territory. <laughs> both that dude and his entire clan, yeah? And when the men of Ashdod saw how it was, they said, The ark of the of the the ark of the God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand is harsh toward us and Dagon, our God, God with a uh, a small G. The Dagon is a small God, so it's a small G. Praise King Jesus. So you've been stressing because you haven't found the right person or you think you have found them and then they turn out to leave you. There's a possibility that they're they're from Ashdod and it was the hand of the Lord. And then this person realized, you know what, there's something wrong with this chick. They will think it is something wrong, but it is right in the sight of the Lord. And you know what solution these guys came up with? I think you need to go and read this entire story yourself. But in summary, the Philistines decided to carry the Ark of the Lord to Gath, to some other city. And again, the hand of the Lord was heavy on Gath. And then they sent it to another city, to Ekron, until it was returned to Israel. Like the hand of the Lord is going to be heavy on all those random men you're dating until you go back and date a man that God packaged for you, a person that is yoked with you, a person that believes in Jesus like you do. Yeah? Again, we see Brother Nehemiah, like I read for you earlier in, um, in Nehemiah 13, 23, that Nehemiah, he saw these guys dating random people, people that are, that are outside of um, the faith, yeah? And he contended with them. I have read for you, he cursed them, he struck some of them, he pulled out their hair. Do you know what it means to pull out your hair? A woman's hair is their glory, right? He pulled out their hair and he made them swear by God, Yeah? that you shall not be yoked with non-believers right He went ahead to give them an example of king solomon king solomon was great again you need to go into the books of first and second samuel to look at um, king david and how his son solomon took over after him solomon was very brilliant god loved him so much his dad david had fought all the battles so solomon was super blessed he went to god when he became king And then he asked God, you know what, God, you've given me such a huge chunk of people to rule as king. And I'm only like, what, how many years old? Please come and show me how to, to, to govern these people. Give me wisdom. Like show me how to do a good job of what you've asked me to do. And then God was so nice. He gave him wisdom. He gave him riches. So Solomon was God's beloved. Yeah. I have read for you, like, even though Solomon was such a sweetheart, he committed one sin. The Bible has said he sinned by these things. He sinned by being yoked with non-believers. Yeah? If you go and read this story for yourself, the man had a lot of wives and concubines in thousands. Don't ask me how he managed to do that. But he must have been blessed with a lot of strength as well. Eh? So, But he sinned by marrying non-believers. He went and married daughters from other beliefs and then they made him worship other gods. And that was his, like... That, that that's how he fell yeah he was a beloved like of all people he was chosen to be king over israel that's how much he was loved by god yeah he was like israel like i said to you before israel is god's favorite like a nation and this king god had to get the best person to rule over israel but then he went and yoked himself with non-believers he married pagan women and that was a super super big sin Okay, so I want us to be very mindful. Let us be very mindful as we wait on the good Lord for marriage. One, we be patient. Number two, we seek his face. Number three, let us purpose to marry somebody of the faith, somebody with the same belief. Because, Because that's what the good, number one, that's what God wants. Number two, he'll help us. He has a good, good plan. For every marriage, he has a very like he has. Let me tell you something. Our God is a very good orchestrator. When He says to you that this person is your partner, for example, uh, this person is going to be your husband. This is who I need you to marry. Best to wait on that one. He may not look like the ticket, like he doesn't tick all the boxes. And guess what? This thing about ticking boxes, (laughs) we need to give that a break. That is so so physical. Remember I gave you um, the scripture earlier in um, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We do not focus on the things which are seen. We focus on the unseen because the seen things are temporary, but the unseen are internal. They are forever. So when you say, oh, the person has to tick these boxes, you're using your physical eyes, right? And what are you calling boxes? He must be tall. He must have a car. He must have X amount of money in the bank. Uh, but... but first off how do you know how he got that money and do you even know how long it's going to last and who knows this gentleman better than your Maker? focus on the unseen what's the unseen god's purpose the belief what does he believe in is God part of this game because the, look, <laughs> you know when uh, before i got born again like i said we focus so much on this on what we see and when what we saw stopped to make sense it was time to quit like no not good enough on to the next one like and then if if you asked oh what happened to him no no he doesn't get me no he's not he's not yeah no 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 he's not oh he's such a disappointment he was pretending all along he's not a nice person that's because you're focusing on what you can see focus on the unseen how do you focus on the unseen what does the lord say Because he knows our end from the beginning. But start with the basics. Like is he of the same belief as I? Is he of the same faith? And that will help. And I've, I've only touched the beat of to be of the same faith. That's all. The rest of it is a whole different episode. To look into the other aspects. So let's just focus on that for now. Look at someone who has the same faith as you. Praise King Jesus. Somebody that's on the same page as you spiritually. So that even when you grow older, there's something that you love about them that you can't explain to the other person. At the end of it all, we are all looking for peace. That's all we're looking for, peace. Remember I mentioned in passing earlier that the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Ghost? Peace. As a single person, you have everything that you need. You have your job, you have your... um, you can hold it together. You can carry your own, praise King Jesus. So when you when you start, when you feel like you're ready for marriage, you're not looking for anything much other than peace. So if that person doesn't have the same belief as you, it is very rare that you'll find peace. You'll be arguing about different things because you don't, you don't have the same beliefs, praise King Jesus. So i feel like i'm exhausted on that front i'll be back by god's grace to look into the other aspects Um, my dear youth and um, single gentlemen looking to marry or single ladies looking to marry will be back and touch another subject or another topic on the same subject but please do me a favor stop being a problem to other people because of how much god loves you and he wouldn't let them marry you for anything just re, re, take take a step back regroup and um go back to the basics praise king jesus okay um and we- saying um we're all in pursuit of happiness of the right one right we're all looking for the right person to settle down with um there's a there's a lot to disagree on <laughs> in a in a relationship in a marriage but please let's start with the basics let it not be your faith please do not yoke with a non-believer don't even lie to yourself that you will change them because when all is said and done if they do not believe in the one you believe in there's going to be challenges there's going to be issues you'll be on your knees praying for him to change and him on the other hand he believes he's right according to his faith we've had cases of um, brothers and pretending to be born again and after they walk down the aisle they show you their right color that they were never born again to start with that is probably because you did not ask god we haven't reached that far yet it's always important to ask god god speaks once or twice but people perceive him not according to job 33 verse 14 and all the way to i think 18 yeah he speaks He'll confirm to you. He speaks through his word. He speaks through dreams and visions. He speaks through other people. He speaks. But before we even go that far, like we are on the, like spotting, like just, you know, there's, there's a difference between looking and find and finding. Eh? <laughs> looking is standing at a distance and con- yeah, considering, that's the word. Before you even consider to be asked out or to ask anybody out, are you of the same faith? That simplifies everything. When when all else fails, the Lord will prevail. Hmm? Whatever is born of God will overcome. So please make sure that this gig that you're in is born of God Himself. Praise King Jesus. Okay, with that, I think um there might be somebody out there that would like to give their life to christ that is very very important it is important for you to give your life to jesus and there's no rocket science in that one it's a simple case of believing that jesus christ died for you and 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 he rose again and he's in heaven and you believe that that's what giving your life to christ is all about and why should you give your life to christ in the beginning god created us Right, and then he would send his word and speak to us, but we would fall short all the time. We would sin continually. The intentions of our heart are continually evil. He failed. And then he brought judges to rule us, and then he brought uh, kings to rule us, and we still fell short. So he decided to send him his son, Jesus Christ, and Jesus came, and then Jesus. Uh, John the Baptist came before Jesus and asked us to repent and turn from our wicked ways. What does repentance mean? To make a U-turn, to turn from wickedness to righteousness. So when we tried, when Jesus tried and tried and tried and tried until he went back to heaven. And then Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit. And now I am here speaking to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when I say to you, would you like to give your life to Jesus Christ? That is what I mean. Do you believe? That Jesus died and rose again. Would you like Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? Because that's what sent him here. After Jesus failed to make us change to righteousness, he sent his own son. In the beginning, it was the word of God. Then the word became flesh, the flesh being Jesus. So Jesus is asking, would you like me to take over your life for you? Are you tired of being Mr. Fix-It or Miss Fix-It? Put your hand on your chest and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the words that I have had today. I have dated East, West and Central and I believe now I can't do anything on my own without you. Number one, I want to perfect my belief because if I don't have a belief, then it's hard for me to even find a person to date and to recognize who has the same belief as I am. And for that reason, I am asking you to come into my life. I'll make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that you came here on earth and you died and you rose again. I believe in your resurrection power. So today, my Father and my Lord, remove my names from the book of death and write my names in the book of life. I believe. I believe in you, Jesus. Thank you so much. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for giving your life to Christ. There's a big party in heaven and don't stress about it. You know, some people don't like to give. I've spoken to people that say to me, oh, no, no, Michelle, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Next week, perhaps come back in a month. And I'm thinking, why are you so scared? You don't have any reason to be scared. We all fall short all the time. The Bible says everybody sins. Everybody falls short of his glory, but his grace is sufficient. So if you've given your life to Christ, don't be anxious for nothing. If you realize that you've sinned because the Holy Spirit will be here to convict you, just say sorry to Jesus and you carry on with your walk. It's as simple as that. But What's key is for you to buy a Bible. Buy a Bible and read it so that you can know what righteousness is. You can't be righteous if you haven't got the Word of God in you. The Word of God is, is a manual. That's what it is that shows you what's right so that you can walk in righteousness and please God. And then when you please God, when you and Jesus are best buddies, then all the blessings of the world come to you, praise King Jesus. It might take a bit of time because you've spent like, what, 30 years, 40 years doing things the wrong way. So read the Bible a lot so so that you can renew your mind and be aligned with Christ, praise King Jesus. And then he'll find you that lovely person that you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. And he'll help you in your marriage and fight all of your battles, praise King Jesus. Okay, let's pray. Father, I thank you for everybody that's listened to this podcast. I thank you for all of my young friends out there at my church and everywhere else and and everybody that's looking to get married. I thank you so much for the knowledge that you've given us today. Father, we repent for all the work we have done of wasting both our time and your time. Because we established earlier that you put us here on earth to get married and be fruitful and multiply. We have delayed our destinies. We have delayed our marital destinies. And we have wasted your time because you can't wait for us to have babies that are born of you. We are so sorry for that. Have mercy on us. Father, we take this opportunity also to apologize to every man out there whose whose time we have wasted by (laughs) waiting for them to marry us yet they were never in your plan so you remove them we've been walking around in anger blaming guys for for dumping us yet it was us we were the children we are the children of israel and there was no way you were going to let us get married in ashdod we ask that father you give them the hearts to forgive us and give us the grace to forgive those that we thought had done us wrong, but we know now it was never their fault. We pray, King Jesus, that you be with us in this journey and open up our eyes, number one, to discover ourselves, our beliefs, and number two, to get aligned. Holy Spirit, help us to get aligned with the people that are on the same page as us in order for us to have more peaceful marriages, in order to have marriages that will not break up. Father, for those that are already in the marriage, but they were unequally yoked, I know that you're a very gracious God, that you love everybody the same way. I pray that you come and meet us and align us. I pray for salvation for the people that are married to guys that are not born again. I pray for salvation for those that are not born again. Father, come and meet all of us individually. I pray for everybody that's listening to this podcast that you come and let your light. You asked us in the scripture that what business has lightness? light got to do with darkness. I pray that your light comes down and takes away all of the darkness in people's marriages in the mighty name of Jesus. For it is written in John chapter 1 that light shines in darkness and darkness comprehends it not may your light come down and obliterate all the darkness that was there in everyone's marriage from before in the name of jesus as i speak Father, let there be light in everyone's heart that's listening to this podcast let there be light in every marriage let there be peace and joy and righteousness in the mighty name of jesus may your kingdom come down in every household in every marriage Let your kingdom come, Lord. It is written that the kingdom of God is not food and drink. It is not money. It's not expensive cars. It is not Gucci handbags. But righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit come and hover over every marriage, every marriage that's been troubled from today. I call upon the Holy Spirit to come and prevail. I call upon the will of the Lord to come and prevail. I call upon the word to come and manifest itself in every marriage. I pray for the gift of salvation, for the gift of long life. I pray that Father, you make these ones enjoy the Bible more so you can point them to the right direction. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a very lovely week. Bye-bye.